welcome. Thank you so thank much you. for being on my uh, podcast. Yeah, thank you for being flexible with me today. Oh, no worries. I have, I, I think with Chef Ryan, I waited three hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, very on brand of him. Yeah, but no, like it's totally cool. I honestly like wasn't prepared with the question. So I just went over some more and added some more. So it was like worked out for both of us. Welcome, everybody. This is Pop Off with James. I forget which episode number this is, but for today, we have a below deck down under Australia. Bertini, how are you? Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm doing fabulous. I'm doing fabulous. I just danced for like an hour in the mirror, so I'm feeling really juicy. (laughs) Oh my God, I do that all the time too. I'm like, you know, I think my neighbors get like a show from the building across the street. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I like your little sign in the background. Thank you. Gotta, you know, BPE, she's always with me. Big pussy energy, so. <laughs> <laughs> how was being on Blow Deck? Like, that's crazy. Like, how was it? <laughs> it's crazy. And it, like, because Below Deck was just it, it was still a yacht job. Like I was working, like, it's crazy to think that like I was on a reality show because like, when I think back to that memory, it was like, oh yeah, I worked on Thalassa, like motor yacht. Like I just worked on a boat. So it's really, it's like separate. It's like, yeah, I worked on below deck, but like it was a job. So, um, it's mm-hmm. sometimes I remind myself, I'm like, you were on a TV show. That shit's wild. Like I forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of people do say that it's like, it, it sets apart different reality shows because this reality show you're actually like working. And it's not like you're pretending to work like they did on the hills and stuff. Like you're actually busting your ass on camera. Yeah, you know? yeah. And there's no like end goal. The end goal is just to like complete your season. Like there's no like prize at the end. So it's just a very like everyday in the life experience really. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit or tell us, tell me, I guess a little bit. <laughs> about how you got involved in the show like the story there um i mean the story was more that i just knew i wanted to be on it and so i applied and to be honest it was quite easy because i mean only one percent of the population probably less than our actual people who work on yachts and then to take out okay the percentage of people who work on yachts who actually want to be on a reality show like it's a very slim pool um so it was actually really breezy i originally was supposed to be they had me, they were setting me up to be on below deck with Captain Lee, but that got changed. And um, then I got onto below deck down under. Oh my God. Is that a pop-off exclusive? I probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't like official, but they were like, oh yeah, you're going to be on below deck. And then it was like kind of last minute change up. Oh, that's so cool. I, I wonder what would have happened differently if like you were on the below deck, you know? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I believe everything happens for a reason. It was like divine timing and it felt really good. Yeah. So what do you think was like the highlight of your season for you and the low light of the season for you? Yeah. Um, The highlight was the first thing that comes to my mind was bunking with Toomey. Um, She was like my girl. And unfortunately, they didn't really show that relationship as much as I wish they did. Um, But her and I were like together. And 
it felt really nice and nourishing to me because of course I was on deck with the men. And so it was just so nice to have like Aisha and Toomey as like my girls to like come to when I just wanted to like kind of collapse and like surrender into my more feminine energy. Oh, and then my low light. Um, my low point, I guess, was just more the energy of like, I felt in the beginning, like I came in with the least amount of experience. So the energy of like always needing to catch up. And then of course, in underneath that was like, well, because I'm a female, I'm always gonna, I felt like I was always trying to catch up no matter where my skill level was at. So um, that energy kind of was heavy in the beginning. And then in the middle when like Captain Jason gave me a hug and I was like, you know, you're doing a really good job. And like, you're actually improving more than they are. That like kind of switched for me. So the beginning, I was just always like catching up the ladder. It felt like though. Yeah, I read that you did an interview and you actually discussed that about how Captain Lee, or not Captain Lee, sorry, Captain Jason and, uh, you know, being on the show is actually kind of what kind of sent you down the road to like your BDE kind of, or BPE, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know why they said that because that's not actually the real <laughs> real thing. I have been, uh, yeah, it kind of got worded, I think, weirdly. I actually been yeah. in my feminine journey for two years. So um, mm. that was like, t like t a year and a half, two years in. Um, so that, yeah, I don't know why I was worded that way. But um, being on Below Deck and being with all the men after like being on this feminine journey really brought me to light like how in my past because that was the first time I was back on a yacht as a deckhand while embodying really my feminine it brought back to life of like how much I was trying to neutralize my myself so that I could fit in which meant I was like ignoring my feminine energy and just really becoming trying to be more masculine so I can fit in with the guys and so like working on philosophy it brought to life like what I was doing in the past and how that wasn't like feeling good in my body and how important it was to like be with my girls when I could so that I could feel like the polarity within myself. And I guess like the show definitely gave you more of like an audience, gave you more like a platform, which, you know, helps probably to kind of spread your message and kind of, you know, I see your posts on social media and everything. I think they're kick ass. Like, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's crazy. Cause when I went on blow deck, I had no idea one, I was going to live in Austin and two, I was going to own a business and three, I was going to own a business that was called big pussy energy. I had no idea. Like it wasn't like, Oh, I'll go on the show to promote it. Like this literally got birthed two months ago. September 1st was when it got released. So, and the show has been out for like almost a year or like 10 months. So it just organically really just came into that. And like you said, like I have a platform, I have a big, I have a voice and I'm so like I have, I have so much gratitude that I do and I'm using it to promote like female or just honestly sensuality and being in your body with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I was actually going to touch on this a little bit later, but now that we're on the topic, um, <laughs> can you describe big pussy energy and, you know, simple yeah. terms? Sure. It's really a space that I have cultivated for, it is for female identifying right now. And I have subgroups for where everyone can come. But in general, it's for women to come and to give themselves the permission to explore and own and embody their sensual energy. And I use the modalities of sensual embodiment, twerking and lap dancing. Um, and I use those because our sensual energy has been constructed into like over-sexualized, like sensual energy and sexual energy are completely opposite. Sensual energy is embodied. Like I can be a sensual person just living, going to the grocery store. I can 
wash my dishes and embody sensuality, whereas sexuality, of course, is more of an erotic um, experience that you can tap into, but sensual is an embodied way of living. Um, and so that's really what I speak into, and I speak into also how your sexual energy is for you, and you can share if you want, but it's not necessarily for others. Like, experience it for yourself first. So sensuality, are you talking about like how you, like how others see you? Like, can you describe sensuality in your words? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I. it's funny because I do ask a lot of my the clients or people I teach, like what is sensuality to you? And it's different for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's like slow, like, t- like in life, like going slow, being present, taking your time and how that looks like through movement is slow movement, like touching your arm really slowly is a lot more central than this, right? Like <laughs> just the slow presence, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. The difference, like, um, so yeah, just being super aware and very embodied, like being in my body and not like anxious and in my head all the time. It's like ownership in a way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love cool. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, so what did you, what was your pathway when you were growing up? Like, what did you want to be when you were older? Oh my God. This is so funny. When I was a kid, I just, I was always entertaining. I, so I was like singing and dancing and putting on like shows for my family. Like my grandparents would visit from Florida and I would literally put on a whole show for them every time. Um, So it's not super like far off that like I'm on a TV show and that I'm like creating this brand that I truly want it to scale globally. Um, Like I enjoy being seen and I think there's a gift in that. Um, So, and even in college, I actually tried out for the real world. Like I always, I've always known as an adult that I wanted to be on a reality show. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Did you get far in the process or anything? Absolutely not. I, it was a very humbling experience because the trials for the real world, I did it when I was in college and it was like an open like casting call. So you just like wait in line with like, hundreds and thousands of other college kids from Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. And it was not a very like real experience. Everyone was just being characters and exaggerating themselves. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like that's what I want to be a character. I just want to be Bertini. And of course, you know, 10 years later or however long, like I was, I had the opportunity to show up in that way. Yeah, that is so true. Like some people are so desperate for like fame that they're like, I'm going to be like this. But I think the audience can definitely pick up on like someone who's not genuine and they, you know, they're just not like liked, I think, in the same way somebody who's being like authentically themselves for sure. Yeah, because especially like reality shows like ours was six weeks of filming. And so, for example, for that, and I don't know how long real world is, it's probably like a couple months, like you can't. You can try to put on that mask or that persona of this idealistic version of yourself that you want to portray, but it won't last more than like a few days. Like you can't energetically, you can't hold that. It takes too much energy because it's thinking, oh, what would that I just I idealistic person that I'm trying to be do? You know, it's not an innate thing that you're naturally going to do. So, yeah, that's why you can see through it because it just chips away pretty quickly. Yeah, that that's actually so true. I was gonna say something like that as well. Um, did you have any fears? Because uh, I I spoke to Georgia from Sailing Eye, and she 
kind of seemed a lot of like uh, she had a lot of reservations about like how she was going to be portrayed, how she was going to be edited, you know, like taking this from this conversation, making it sound like she said this, etc. Did you go into the experience with any of those feelings? And if you did or didn't, were they true or not? Yeah, um, of course I did. Like you hear all these things, what's a reality show, right? And mm. honestly, like you said in the beginning, Blow Deck is so unique, so, so unique. I'm so honored and proud to say that I was on Blow Deck because like, I don't know if you've heard, but like producers don't really, like they don't touch you at all and they don't create drama. They don't tell you what to say or they don't tell you something that someone said and they actually didn't say it. Like I hear it from other shows. So when I was done filming, I was so proud of myself because I was like, fuck yeah, like I showed up fully um, as myself. So at the end of filming, I was really excited. And of course, after filming, there's like months of like editing and you're just kind of waiting. You're like kind of ruminating your head like, oh my God, what is it actually gonna look like? Like I have the exec executive producer's phone number on my phone and I was able to text her and call her and be anxious and tell her all the things that I was like anxious about. And she called me and she would talk to me for hours and all the other producers. So that's why I think it's so unique is that they didn't just go up and leave. Like I was in full contact and I still am with them. Um, so if I ever had anxieties around it, they'd just be like, you're totally fine. Like I just did the, sh the episode that you're talking about and it, it looks great, you know, so. I had yeah. them, but I was able to talk to the people who were actually doing it. So it was, uh, it, it, was it Nadine? By yes, <laughs> I love Nadine. I don't know her like pretty much at all, but we have you know messaged and people have talked about her a lot. She, yeah, she seems amazing. Yeah, I sure. call her Mama Nadine. She she can hold a lot of space for a lot of people, um, which is amazing. Yeah, I always wondered like where are they on the boat are they on like this room like watching you guys or like where are they yeah they're on the boat um just yeah. like us they they don't live there but just like us how we have morning shifts and night shifts the camera crew also have morning shifts and night shifts um so it's not like nadine's in there for like 24 hours i mean she probably is at some point like she's <laughs> wild um yeah. but yeah they just take over one of the rooms on the yacht and make it like the production room. So it's not a, it's not one of the guest rooms. They like convert one of the rooms into that. Oh, cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they're like on the cameraman um, point of view, if there's like any shots that they can't use because like uh, producers walking by. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, the things I thought about more is like, you have a mic on 24 seven, like, or you have a mic on like essentially 24 seven and a camera because the camera and mic are in your room too. And like, like there's a camera guy following you and like the person with the mic is also following you too and so like when you go to the bathroom like they hear everything like that's what i was thinking about like i didn't care that i was like naked and stuff because they can't show it so i'm like who cares but like i was just like if you go to the bathroom you know that guy would have like heard everything and you like walk out and they just pretend they don't know anything <laughs> Is there like a rule you can't take off your mic because it probably takes too yeah. much longer to put it back on? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I mean, you wouldn't want to because you have to like go in and out. You're like working. Oh yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Uh, you know, I I'm always thinking like, what is going on like outside of the camera? You know, like when I'm watching my show. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly double the work because you're you're like you're working a yacht like full out like how you would without a show and then you also have like 20 extra people that you have to move around and work around as well so 
Um, I, I know when I, before I got on Blow Jack, people in the yachting world were like, oh, there's two crews. There's the one that actually does the yachting and one that does the filming. And now that I'm on, I've done it. They're like, no, it's, it's you. Like, you're the crew <laughs> and that's it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I was going to say something, but I was like, no, oh, maybe not. Um, <laughs> okay, you can always cut um, it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say, like, I did an interview with somebody and they were like, uh, blah 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 x xyz they don't work like they just are there for the cameras and they yeah. you know try to create storylines and then when the camera's not on them they're just like doing nothing and I'm like i wonder if that was on your season two or just was everybody working yeah. really hard yeah no i mean i i think everyone was working as hard as they would normally work um mm -hmm. obviously there's different levels of work ethic on our boat that season um but i think that's just how that person and those people normally work anyway. So I don't think it like, like I said, it's like, you can't perform for that long. Yeah. You know, like you can't leave, put a mask on for that long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, did you, were you ever thinking about what is going to be my storyline this season? Did, did that thought ever cross your head? Like, Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. I, I, there, of course, there's so much that they couldn't show just because of time um, that that I thought was going to be in my storyline that just wasn't. And um, yeah, I'm really trying to think. It's been a minute, but um, I obviously my it's crazy when you think about it, right? There's nine crew members, so that's nine perspectives of a season already. So we're starting with nine perspectives, and then you got to zoom out. And there's like, I don't know how many editors are on the show, but like, let's say there's like 10 people editing the show. Okay, so that's 19 perspectives, but then they have to take all those perspectives and make one cohesive perspective for the whole world now to see. So, you know, I, of course it's like, my perspective is like, holy shit, that was like the Bertini show. But like, of course, like there's so many perspectives, like I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't assume that. So yeah, yeah, it was like really fun to watch because every week came out and I was like, what, how am I going to be in it? Like, how is it going to look, you know? Yeah. I never thought about that because you're only seeing what's happening to you. So yeah. you, you're thinking like the show is going to be like this whole other thing, but really yeah. all this other shit happened and you didn't see it. Oh yeah. Like if I wasn't in the shot, I had no idea. So all the interior drama, I had no idea. I didn't know, like, for example, Magda was going to get fired. I was like, what? I didn't know she was doing a poor job. Like, I didn't know she yeah. was texting. I had no idea. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I found out while everyone else found out. That's amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you know anything about uh, the chef? Like, keep getting fired? Yeah. I mean, we didn't know, like, anyone. I didn't know as anyone. I didn't know anyone was going to get fired until they did. Um, mm. And like, I honestly didn't know how the food was either. I just knew how the food was for us. And so I wasn't shocked just because, um, you know, not like work ethic wise, but just like working with Ryan is, yeah. it was difficult. And so it, that didn't really sh shock me. Um, yeah. I didn't know what his like food was looking like though either. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says the same thing to me. He's, he says that, you know, some people say he's hard to work with, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, 
did you did you realize that you and Culver's relationship was going to be such a big part of the season? The story. Oh, I mean, yeah, because I knew, like, as the season ended, like there was no romantic hookups. There's nothing, and so, um, of course, like that was like the one thing that had like some like excitement. Um, because like at the end of the day, if that was going on, and then there was also like. A potential like romance, or or there was a romance going on that would probably wouldn't have been shown because it was just more like it was literally like yacht goggles, and that's what I keep saying. Like <laughs> I've always used the term yacht goggles. It was like it's like the goggles you put on because you have like you're just only seeing those eight people for six weeks, and you also are sharing a shared experience. So not even just the show, but like you get yacht goggles no matter what yacht you're on because you're experiencing this shared experience with someone. Really what occurred was that we were really good friends and we have chemistry, period. But I was like, fuck it, let's make it romantic. Like I was just like, I was like so open to whatever. Um, yeah. And obviously like Culver is like just going down a different path. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw back the show and you saw his like, uh, you know, interviews, were you surprised at anything he was saying? Like, did you think it was going one way and he was, you know, kind of saying other ways inside the interview or? Yeah, no, well, I mean, his interviews, I feel like we're still accurate to how I was like experiencing it. It was very like, you know, very unclear. It was like, oh, I love her. Maybe, maybe later. Like, you know, it was, it was very like one minute it's hot and then another minute it's like stone cold. Um, and like, he was like, let's go on a, like, I was like, I'm going on a van trip. He's like, oh, I want to come, you know, it's like, and I was like, you know, like you share a bet, like, you know, like, you know what that means? Like two weeks ago, that's a long time. And so, um, yeah, it was more just like this, like flow of like, do you like me? Do you not? Um, and of course it was like a year and a half, like a year ago. So I've, you know, learned so much from it, but it's still, it's a funny, it's just an innocent, like fun friendship, potential experience really. Yeah. But I did see on Watch What Happens Live, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Cohen asked, like, would you like, I think he used the word snuggle, but like snuggle Magda or Bertini. And he was like Bertini and he was like, um, that maybe we'll, maybe we'll like have something later in the future. And I was like, Culver, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> he's just standing in the games. flames. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, maybe this flame will touch. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> but I love it. I really do. Oh, I was talking to Colbert and I was like, can you confirm or deny if you guys went on this trip? And he's like, uh, no, I can't. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> yeah, Did I you? don't know. No, well, we got kicked out of Australia, um, like all of us, because the lockdown. So Australia went in a second lockdown in July of 2021. And it was three days after filming. So like that perfect timing. Um, but we just like physically weren't going to be able to, but the plan was to, for sure. Yeah. Are you still like in touch with everybody? Like, do you hang out with them at yeah. all? Or? Oh my God. It's funny you ask that. I am in touch. Um, I'm seeing Benny in like two weeks. He lives in Tulum. So I'm going to Tulum. Um, and then I'm going to see to me in like a month in South Africa. Nice. To me is yeah. like one of my favorite people yeah. from Blowtech. So period. I love her. She's, she's iconic in the sense of like, she's so authentic and she's not, she's the most authentic human being. Like she'll say her truth, no matter if it's going to make her leave something, 
that's just not aligned with her or whatever. She doesn't care the outcome. That, I think that's yeah. a beautiful thing. Period. <laughs> per. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Jamie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I saw an article and it said, Jamie is the uh, voted the worst below deck castmate. Are you serious? Yeah. But did he really deserve that title? Do you think? Voted the number one worst? Yeah. God. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that's just like one person's opinion, but. um, Um. No, I don't think he'd be the worst of all below decks. Like, damn, that's such a cesspool of like, good. There's like so many, um, mm-hmm. and like worse, it's like, what are you marking that off of? You know. Yeah. Um. However, yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting, <laughs> interesting bloke for sure. Yeah. Did more happen that was just edited out or something? Because from my point of view, it was like, oh, like you know, you know, the bitch thing, et cetera. It didn't seem that kind of deep to me, but he took it very deeply. Exactly. That's honestly with that whole storyline, nothing more happened than what we wasn't shown. So yeah, that's what happened. And that's how, that's why it was very like, I was like very confused and like kind of shocked when captain came to me. Cause I was like this, I felt like, so misunderstood and i'm not a bully and i'm not like a a hateful like i'm not gonna fuck with you to fuck with you type of person and so um the fact that captain came to me like really threw me off tracks i was like i don't even know what is happening at this point um but really at the end of the day like the word bitch obviously is a very triggering word for him and of course you know like that we maybe Asia and I didn't need to like, I mean, honestly, I didn't feel like we were pushing any, like I didn't realize like it was like so fragile. Mm-hmm. I'll take whatever responsibility that needs to be taken. Like, of course, like if someone says not to do it, don't do it. Um, so I take responsibility on that end. And like, he gets to also take responsibility for like, like, if something is triggering to him to not make it an outward, like point the finger at the person that's triggering you. Right. So that's like saying if like the word macaroni triggered me and someone said macaroni me, I'm like, how fucking dare you that you said macaroni, you know, it's like, that's yeah. an inward. And like, I say that word cause it's like, so like, Oh, that's crazy. But like, that's what triggers are. It's a more inward experience where, you know, if I know I'm not a bitch cause I'm not like, I know that. And I know I'm not a bully. Then, those words don't trigger me because it's like, okay, cool. That's what you think. That's your opinion on me. You know? Yeah. So that's how I view it. It's like, he just gets to do some inner work. Yeah. That's a good point. You have to like watch your reaction and you know what I mean? You can't control what people say, but you can control kind of how you react to it and how you process Mm -hmm. things in some way. Right. Yeah. Um, Do you watch below deck at all? Like any other seasons that, I watched a little bit of the med that just ended. Um, Courtney and I did uh, watch what happens together. So I watched some of that. Yeah. Yeah. If if you weren't on your season, uh, what other captain would you have hoped to have been, you know, on with? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know the adventure one that's about to come out. That looks pretty dope. So yeah. I don't know anything about that, but I just feel like that energy is very much my energy. Um, captain wise though, I feel, oh, it's so like Lee, I feel like is so hands off. So I, mm -hmm. I feel like that could be nice in some way, but I also say I've done the Caribbean before and I have never done the med. So I would just, for the fierce sheer fact of that, I would do the med with Sandy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she like wants to hype up the women on deck. So it's always nice to have that like energy behind you. Would you say that she has big pussy energy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sandy for sure has some big, big, big pussy energy, yeah. 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 She gets a lot of freaking hate online, and it's like, she's cool. Like, she overcame a lot, you know, and she's yeah. kind of likes to guide people. She likes to encourage people, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I at like the end of the day, we're all human. So mm -hmm. people can criticize and see negative parts, and like, yeah, maybe they are negative, but like, I'm, we're all freaking human. We're all going to make mistakes and dictate things differently. And maybe we think they're mistakes, but you can't do anything about the past, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If somebody had like a reel of every mistake I made in my life. Oh my God. I could rewind and pause whenever they wanted. I'd be like, oh, and like shit. criticize about it and like label you for it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. And on that note, do you did you get any like crazy social media hate any like threatening messages anything like that no i didn't get any mm. i guess the most was like like you really shouldn't call jamie a bitch like that was probably like the most <laughs> i probably got like five of those like i could count it on my hand you know like yeah. it's honestly been really supportive and then especially now with um big pussy energy and like i call myself a female or a central empowerment facilitator. So people, if they find me from the show, they find me as like this female deckhand, which has a spark of empowerment in it. And then they come and they see what I'm doing. And, you know, from the outside, like I would think like, oh, maybe she gets like creepy messages or sexy messages about, and actually, no, I get only mostly empowering, like from men and women, like, oh my God, I found you on the show. And I usually don't follow rally people. Like that's how it usually goes. But like your page is so inspiring. So I haven't received really any negative feedback. And if I did, I just like, honestly block them. I don't know if that's petty, but it's just like, I don't even want to put my energy into that. So I'm just like, and they usually have 12 followers, the people that are the rudest. <laughs> like it's like a bot. It's crazy. Yeah, so. it's so true. But yeah. I, I do the same thing. Like I learned a long time ago, no matter how positive, no matter how supportive, no matter who you are, people are still going to be like haters. I guess not in your case. But, um, I, <laughs> I, mean, I honestly, think I blocked some people because it's just like, you don't, I don't even want, there's no need to even deal with it. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's like the perfect thing to do. I haven't read, went through my comments and read them in, I don't know how long, like I, you know what I mean? If I mm -hmm. tend to see one and it's positive, I'll like it or whatever. But that's how I keep saying, because people mm -hmm. are like, why are you posting this? Why did you post this and not this? What, oh, you're, what you said about this is bad. And it's like, fuck off, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. Okay. There's been a lot of scandals in Below Deck history. So oh <laughs> I feel like Andy Cohen. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there's been a lot of scandals in the blow deck world. I'm going to name a scandal and then you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. It's got to be like, okay. Okay. I hope I know all the scandals. Okay. Three, two, one. Hannah being fired. Like, who cares? <laughs> the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> um, three, two, one. Malia and Sandy getting backlash. Stupid. Stupid, yeah. For sure. Um, three, two, one. Kate's rocket penis. Oh, I love. <laughs> Why is that a scandal? It's just funny. <laughs> yeah. Great. I think that was like the opening episode to everyone, like a lot of like long term fans. Like that was the first thing I saw that made the bomb of the show. So cool. that's great. Um, last one. It's not really a scandal, but what do you think of Captain Lee's one liners? Oh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like such dad energy. Yeah. Would you say, say Captain Sandy has big pussy energy. Would you say Captain Lee has big penis energy or dick energy? Yeah, big dick energy. Um, yeah, I would definitely say that. And so does Jason honestly has a really beautiful um, balance of the two. Like he's really well balanced in his masculine and feminine. A good combo. Did you ever like, like see his like shirt in the laundry and like smell it a little bit? <laughs> I mean, they probably smell all like ours because we all use the same detergent. Um, but you know, like he'd be walking around with his shirt off sometimes, and mm. especially on nights out, like for dinner and stuff. Like seeing him out of the like uniform and just like because mm -hmm. he wears like like clothes that like people like skinny jeans and you know he like knows what to do. And so I would always mm. do a second glance. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, oh he's god, like, he's so fucking hot. Man. He was like the hottest person on our boat, which is so rare. For the, like, yeah. I don't think that's ever really happened for the captain to be like number one. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would be like so nervous around him. You know? Did yeah. you ever feel intimidated at all, or no? No, he had very like on the boat. He had very like nurturing energy to, towards me, at least. Like, kind of like. I don't want to say dad, but like that figure of like, here, I'll show you. Like, I'll take my time and like show you the ropes type of thing. Okay. I could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could totally see that for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I have final few questions here. What does the future look like for you? My God, what a beautiful question. And thank you for asking. <laughs> no um, yeah. So, really big pussy energy is like i'm all the way into it and so um taking it all over the country and the world and really creating this like i want to say movement of like sensuality and your sensual energy is sacred and safe and it's beautiful to get into your body and give women an access of how to feel sex sexy in their bodies for themselves um, and to feel sexy, not sexualized. Um, so I see that going to different cities and to different countries um, and allowing it to get big. And that's really what my future holds. And then of course, like love and community as the foundation. That's amazing. Um, I think, what would you say to people who are apprehensive to get involved in that? Like, 
Yeah. Well, the first thing I, cause I hear that all the time, like, um, oh, that's not me. That's for you. Or, oh, that's scary. Like that's an edge and that like is like kind of stretchy. And that is all very like welcome. And of course that makes sense because of just the way our culture, not just our, but like the culture of our society and religions in the world has really made us feel suppressed and shamed for even any part of our sensual energy. And to remember that sensual energy is innate. It's the same thing as hunger. We just have culturally chosen it to be something to be ashamed of. And that when you really tap into your sensual energy, it's your sexual energy is like life force energy. Like you and I were both created through sexual energy. The whole world was created through sexual energy. And so imagine a human life is able to be created in that energy. What else can be created? And that's where like passions and dreams and desires can really come into physical fruition. Um, so yeah, it can be a really beautiful, yeah. Yeah, Wow. it's crazy. Yeah. So it can be something you use in your everyday life to create the life that you want. Yeah, that, I mean, that was so good. Like, that was mm -hmm. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can, you can tell that you, that people pay you or people rely on you for, for advice and, and help with that because you sound really educated and everything in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, really at the end of the day, like, I don't really teach them. I just really guide them into their own bodies. It's like, I know this because my, I felt it right i've mm -hmm. seen in my own eyes like i i below deck happened through because i was like pulling in the desires of you know what i wanted and you do that you know everyone talks about manifestation to manifest like you need to really anchor in like yes this is for me and this is happening and um be in a high vibration too and like being in your sensual and sexual energy like creates that space like being in your body grounds you and like yes i am getting this and then you can create sexual energy to pull in what you desire to you well i think if you ever open it up to men i think i would be really interested in doing it like it sounds like yeah. something i definitely need i always feel like awkward with myself sometimes and i'd love to yeah. you know feel more comfortable with myself and in that sense yeah that's amazing i love you saying that because of course this is for everyone and the reason why it's for women is because it, it's coming from my personal journey as a female and being a female the to have a container for women to reclaim their sensuality together is so powerful and then having a container for men and women to reclaim it together is a is extremely powerful and it's a completely different medicine so mm -hmm. that's why i say like yes it's for i'm doing it as a like female identifying space and there's also spaces where men and whoever want to come in as well cool well definitely yeah. keep this updated on you know future businesses and stuff like that so yeah yeah is there anything else that you want to get off your chest ask <laughs> talk about i mean i guess you know as the season has come to an end and um peacock and bravo it was a I just have so much gratitude um, for you guys, for you, for the fans, for like caring and like being along the journey with with me and with us. Um, it was such a fun experience, and um, you know, 
it, like I said, it's crazy for me to be like, yeah, I was on a TV show. And I, I get so filled up when people come up and like recognize me. And so I just want to say thank you to you and to everyone. It's been, and it's still, it's not ending, but um, it just feels like, I just want to say thank you. Oh, that's so nice. Like no one's ever kind of said all that before. So Aww. yeah, yeah, it's so much gratitude. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here and like, you know, it's, it's a community driven experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just thought of one more question though. And it's yeah. a question I get every day. Where is your guys's reunion? Oh, yeah, I think yeah, I don't I don't think that's happening because we were a Peacock original, not a Bravo original. And I guess because of that, it's just Peacock. Yeah. I know. Trust oh. me, I want I want a reunion. I want to see everyone in person. I haven't seen everyone in person since we filmed. Um, so and I think we have a lot to talk about and a lot of like things to mend over um that I'd love to do with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I should put on my best Andy Cohen and we can have an unofficial reunion. <laughs> yeah, like fuck it. If they're not gonna do it, like we might as well. <laughs> yeah, because you and Toomey and Aisha had one, didn't you? Kind yeah, of I mean, I mean we just did an Instagram live um together yeah. and that was really nice because I mean, that of course is only one perspective or like one side because it's like us girls. So yeah, it'd be cool to hear all of our um perspectives and hear how the show affected them and like what they're doing and like asking like what's your vision now because i think that's a great question cool well thank you so much for being on thank you so much for tuning in to pop off with james i am james pike and this is bertini bertini where can we find you online i am on instagram bertini burton i also have big pussy energy on instagram with one s and I also have bigpussyenergy.co as my website where you can keep up to date. I'm having a retreat in Austin, Texas in March. So definitely check that out. Ooh, good job. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at pop off with James. Um, if you're listening to this episode, you can definitely watch the video version on YouTube. My views have been pretty low on YouTube. So if you could just like, go over there and watch this video. That would be great. And uh, below deck above average uh, at it's James Pike. And I also have the handle at below deck adventure. Isn't that so cool? What? I snagged her. Yeah. <laughs> God smart. Someone might pay you like a good amount to take it. All right. I'm, it's up for sale if anybody wants it. <laughs> investment now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah, thank you. You did a really good job. I appreciate that. Right. Have a good thank day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening to this, please go to YouTube and watch it at Pop Off with James, the video version. And I hope you guys have a good day. Hello. Bonjour. How are you? Oh, bonjour. Jimetel uh, <laughs> Bettini et toi? <laughs> Come I was like, if we're that? going for it, we're going for it. <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry. I should have had this set up beforehand, but I'm just setting it up right now.
Hair is all crazy. <laughs> is oh, thank you. You're so nice. Do I have big pussy energy? Ah, there he goes. <laughs> We're popping it off. Yeah, bruh. Um, I definitely do right now. That's for sure. Am I in the middle? Yeah, I just kind of off because the walls next to you. Can you tilt it to the wall? That corner wall's not there at all. <laughs> yeah, that looks a little better. There you go. This lighting is so bunk because it just like changes out of nowhere. So I'm like looking one way and then it's like bam another way. Where are you? <laughs> so I live in a studio apartment. So You're I'm in your currently closet? <laughs> it looks like a closet. <laughs> uh, kind of. It's like a shoe area near the front door. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah. Hey, you gotta start somewhere, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's my first time filming with the AirPods, so hopefully mm -hmm. that's a good audio. Yeah. But yeah, um, 